We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives Until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize Come on down I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame Come on down I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel Come on down To win a million bucks all you need is a little luck And thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects all right, welcome back to another episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast voted most popular by prison inmates around the world. Age is what? 62 to 14. <laughs> so, so, so they did backwards. it backwards. <laughs> they, yeah, they pulled from the top down for some okay. reason. Uh, today's episode... What 14-year-old is in prison? Some 14-year-olds have done some shit. Yeah, okay? and they send them straight to prison. Do not collect go. Do not collect $200. Again, this is Come On Down, the game show podcast. I'm John Baker. I'm Jonathan Motney. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about a game show called The Newlywed Game. And it's with it's with newlyweds is the craziest part of this show. I is thought it was like a switcheroo situation. And it was some, like divorcees or something. No, it's it's what the title of the game show right. is. Which we've never experienced on the show before. No, all, all the time. What? Name one other show that the title is exactly descriptive of what the game is. 21. You have to get 21 points. That's the first, uh, the first episode we did? Yeah, that was the very first one. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so Stay today... Corrected. This was very late breaking before we get into the game show, but we have secured our first episode ever sponsor very exciting very very excited uh, about this. i've been in contact with them today they just moments ago sent me over the script for our sponsor read oh my gosh. and all they've said is that we have to read this script exactly word as it is written word. word for word or we don't get paid or we don't get paid okay. so so here's your copy of the script oh okay. uh, our, our names are written right there sure. um so I will just go ahead and take take you to it. So today's episode of Come On Down is brought to you by the latest and greatest monthly subscription box in the personal hygiene sector, Sweet Cheeks. That's right. Our thanks to Sweet Cheeks, the only subscription box that sends you a new toilet seat every single month. You know, before Sweet Cheeks, I was using the same toilet seat for two to three months at a time. You guys probably think that I'm disgusting, like the penguin from Batman Returns, who was voted the number one most disgusting movie character of all time by ScreenRant.com. But honestly, I just didn't know any better. Now I get a fresh new seat every month, and I can express myself. Yep. Not only does Sweet Cheeks offer standard colors like white, black, wood grain, and that weird almost yellowish off-white toilet color from your grandma's bathroom... You can also get them in bold shades and patterns. You can even get your favorite sports team's logo printed right on the seat. Or, if you're a bit messy, maybe their rival. You can also get ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends. Or your current lover if you guys are into that stuff. Remember, a team of top hygiene scientists employed by toilet seat industry lobbyists <laughs> recommends changing your toilet seat every single month. Especially in today's world, where these are unprecedented times and we're all in this together. You don't want germs hanging around. And with Sweet Cheeks, there are so many possibilities. It makes going to the bathroom fun again. Here's something from my life I'd like to share. One night I was driving home and I really had to go to the bathroom. 
I had made it to my neighborhood and was probably driving a little faster than I should have been. And I'd like to pause here to reiterate, this is a true story. A squirrel ran out in front of my car. I slammed on my brakes, and at the same time, I pooped myself a little. If only I had a fresh seat with an even fresher look on it waiting for me at home, I'm sure I could have held out for a few more minutes and avoided that embarrassing true story I just shared with you. Wow, it was very brave mm-hmm. to share Thank that you. true story yeah. with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just head to sweetcheeks.com slash come on down show and you'll get 10% off your first three months and just $19.99 a month or $14.99 a month after that if you'll sell for that weird cushioned kind of seat that your whole thighs are just sticking to when you stand up. And if you order this week, they'll throw in the Porta CD, a toilet seat designed to fit in your backpack. So when you're at work or school and nature calls, you've got the familiar, comfortable seat you're used to. Wow. 10% off your first three months and the Porta CD from Sweet Cheeks. Do you need a new toilet seat every month? You bet your ass you do. Wow. Long. So thanks to Sweet Cheeks. Thank you, Sweet Cheeks. Uh, that's sweetcheeks.com slash come on down show. Yeah. So, so ch- check that out. Mm-hmm. Get your first three months 10% off. And now we will hop into the episode. Today we're talking about the newlywed game and you happen to be a newlywed. Right. So that's a coincidence. Three months? Hold on. July, August, September. Uh, what's the date today? September 17th. So in one day, it will be exactly three months. Months. Wow. Congrats. Thanks. Um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to play a little game later in our lightning round. A, a little in which you have pulled game. my actual wife. Your actual wife. Your actual new wife uh, is going to par- be participating from beyond. Man. So anyway, I would if I was listening to this episode, I would stay. Tuned I would stay to tuned the all the way until the end to listen to that. Yep, that makes sense. That's to me. worth it. Yeah, don't agreed. be clicking that little, that little, you know, the little That's circle the with the arrow. Skip don't, forward button because this is going to be. There's we're going to purposely make this four hours long so and, that you don't you click, click. And the click. exciting parts are going to be strategically scattered around. Right, so you might skip over it if you're right. skipping around. Is there another sponsor? Maybe. No, there's not. There's actually not. But. No. That would have been a good teaser. So maybe. Let's stick with maybe. (laughs) All right. All right. So the newlywed game, we both watched a few episodes. I did a bunch of research on it. It was actually uh, pretty, pretty fun research. It was, there's a lot of interesting stuff about this show. Another teaser. Stay tuned. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting into that part right now. So (laughs) the newlywed game premiered in July 1966 on ABC. It was, interestingly, the last network television show to premiere in black and white. The last. The last one. Wow. It, uh, it transitioned to color And that's a few all the people later. that were on it were either black or white? Mostly white. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So black and some... Yeah. Okay. So it premiered in July 1966. It was hosted by Bob Eubanks, who at 28 years old was at the time the youngest game show MC ever. Of all time? Yeah. I mean, game shows hadn't been around for that long, but <laughs> yeah, he was. So, <clears throat> but he's great. I mean, he's kind of synonymous with the newlywed show. I think most people strongly associate him with it. It premiered in July 1966 on a date where... The Secretary of Defense, Robert McNamara, Mm, was giving an address to the nation, probably about how many more people he had killed in Vietnam, how many more of your sons and brothers Mm -hmm. that he had sacrificed. Um, And so 
it was airing up against Password on CBS, and another popular game show at the time. Yeah. And CBS went cut away to the Robert McNamara press conference, which ended up being delayed by about half an hour. So he they was were sitting there. The count of dead people. Right. Yeah. He, he, they, they had just gotten some new death new, information yeah. in that okay. they had to share. And so CBS news was kind of vamping for like the entire half hour that Password would have been running. And ABC decided we're going to run our new show and pull away at the last second when we have to when old Bobby Mack is getting ready to talk. And they were able to air the entire episode while CBS was not airing Password. And it was a huge ratings boon for them because nobody wanted to see CBS just shooting the shit for half an hour. Right. And at Password ended up getting canceled a few months later and the what? newlywed game ended up being wildly popular. Wow. So Vietnam War was good for something. If you like for this one game show mm-hmm. game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the daily, it was a daily sin or daily ABC broadcast until December, 1974, which made it the longest running game show in ABC history and daily daily. So the, uh, yeah, we're seeing, five days a week. Wow. A lot of so much lights. content Four couples per episode. The way the show worked, there were four newlywed couples. It seemed like in the, very early episodes, which there aren't a lot to be found because, again, everything just got taped over all yeah. the time back then. But it seemed that they were like weeks since their wedding, they were saying. Really? Married for five weeks, married for 13 weeks, as, as they introduced okay. each of the four couples. In some of the later episodes, it seemed like married for 12 months. Yeah. Uh, a little I was going to say, the ones that I saw, there were it was a little more of a gap. And also, yeah. the there weren't really any age restrictions. There were as there was an older couple in their fifties. You think they were, old people can't get married? You can't find love. When you think newlyweds, you typically think younger people. I think people in love, people having the time of their life, who found their soulmates, who want to spend the rest of their lives together. Do you know anybody that has been married past the age of forty? That's not the point. As a newlywed. <laughs> I mean, I guess newlywed doesn't happens. have to mean first marriage. Yeah, so. you can. It can be your eighth marriage. But still, I think young people, and I was pleasantly surprised that there were, um, not all the youngies. <laughs> there yeah, was some, some diversity up in this piece. Yeah, only old white people. Old white people. There were okay. some old white people in addition to some young white people, and so the way the show worked, as we said, there were four couples. They and for the first round, the wives would leave go to where they couldn't hear what was going on, basically. And the husbands were asked three questions. Mm -hmm. The same questions for for each husband. The wives then returned, and they had to guess how their husbands answered. And they were worth five points apiece if they got them right. The husbands had little cards that the answers that they gave were written down on, and they would display them upwards Mm -hmm. uh, after the wives gave their answer, and they would often get hit on the arm if they got it wrong or... A nice little or, smooch on or the cheek. Or legitimately right. given a talking to on live television. Yeah, see, or not live television. What, what I like about this show is there are no illusions about what married life is like. You're <laughs> getting, if you watch this show, this is what being married is. You get angry at each other for the littlest things, mm-hmm. especially when you think, you should know that, you idiot. You know, the that little back and forth between the husbands and wives is always awkward, unpleasant. But not real. fun to watch. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't like it when people stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> the newlywed game. <laughs> the newly, the the newly world game. Yeah. So, so that was the first round. Second round. Surprise, surprise. The husbands went away wow. for 
four questions this time. The wise were asked three questions that were going to be worth 10 points each and a fourth that was worth 25 points each, which was pretty critical because That's huge. that kind of often meant the difference between winning and losing. You could suck up until that point, and yeah. if you're the only one who gets the last question right, you're going to win. And then the highest scoring couple at the end would get a prize chosen just for you. Really? Is what they always said. But in actuality, there were like a certain type of prize that you could win. And when couples applied to be on the show, they chose what prize they would want. And so all the couples on each episode all had chosen the same prize. Okay. So it would be like a living room set or a stereo or it was generally a pretty big prize. It was like appliances, new, yeah. or th- things that a you know you might need as a recently married couple. Yeah. Every once in a while, it was a vacation. Um, until the later versions, which are always a vacation now or a second honeymoon, as they call it. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much the general format of the show and how it works. So it started, like we said, from 1966 to 74 on ABC with Bob Eubanks. It had a syndicated version uh, thereafter from 77 to 80, also hosted by Bob Eubanks. And he was great. The show was great. People loved it. And it was produced by a guy named Chuck Barris, who's a very interesting guy. Okay. So... Chuck Barris in 1979. Did he, 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 he have a redhead? Did he have a red hair? Yeah. No. Okay. Why? Why would you ask that? <laughs> I thought Just, I was hoping it, he would have red hair, and you'd be like, you like looked him up. How did you know that? And then oh, I would, oh, and you would just have. And I would lie. Wow, like, that's entertaining. <laughs> um, so Chuck Barris, he had a few game shows. Uh, popularly running at the time. In 1979, he decided to come up with his newest game show, which was called Three's a Crowd. It was very, very similar to the newlywed game. Okay. The difference being there was three husbands, their three wives, and their three secretaries. Oh, my God. And it was a competition of who knows the husband better, (gasps) the secretary or the wife. That's genius. So it was pitched as that was basically the premise of it. Who knows the husband better? Secretary or wife? Secretary. Well, and, and so it was a competition. The, if, if the wives got more correct, they split $1,000 between the three wives on the show. And if the secretaries got more correct, they split $1,000. So it was like secretaries them. versus wives. It was wives. secretaries it versus wives, one on one, basically. Really, was... Exactly. The husband was just there. <laughs> and... So I think it started with an idea that was somewhat innocent enough. But in practice, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of um, sexual-focused type of questions and things of that sort that, you know, weren't uh, necessarily what the viewing audience at home got very excited about i think today would maybe be much more successful people would go absolutely apeshit for this but there were there were a lot of like it was like before you got married did you and your secretary ever make whoopee with each other what was what was the fascination with the word whoopee so when the newlywed game launched in the 60s 
you couldn't talk about sex on TV. That was so it had nothing to do with like farting during sex. No, no, or that sex sounded like farting. <laughs> no, does yours does you? right? <laughs> Mine doesn't. Good. I'm reading your okay. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it was like a song and a musical from like the twenties, I think. That mm-hmm. was kind of about marriage in general, and it just became a euphemism that was really popularized by Whoopi. this television show, okay. Making Whoopi. And instead of saying, because you know, they couldn't say like make love or have sex or whatever. So they would they, say make Whoopi so Goldberg. Make, yes, exactly. So Three's A Crowd debuted in 1979, and it got a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were very upset about this show that was ostensibly quite frequently about husbands cheating on their wives <laughs> with their secretaries. And I feel like there were there were kind of like three categories of people on the show. There were like the husbands that were completely platonic with their secretaries and their wives were cool with them and knew it, whatever. Mm-hmm. There were couples where the husband was a little bit of a scoundrel, mm. you know, he, he he's was, making whoopee at work and whoopee. Ma- at home. Yeah. He's making whoopee all over the place. And the wife kind of generally accepted that and was like, Oh, this my Ted, you know? <laughs> and then there were the ones that you, you want for the ratings in today's world in 2020 vision, mm-hmm. which were the ones where there was maybe a little something, something between the boss and the secretary and the wife was not aware about it or not aware or hated the secretary in general, like a rivalry sort of thing. So, I mean, anyway, it, it was weird. People generally at the time didn't love it. There was a lot of backlash, and it led to all of his game shows being canceled. All of Chuck Barris's Ooh. game shows got canceled because there was so much of a stink on him from this that wow. uh, he got the, the newlywed game got canceled. Dude, he got that was cancel culture. He got yep. Cancel culture started in 1979. Oh folks. my gosh! Don't try and make fun shows about secretaries and wives and husbands. Adultery and, is not cool unless you're watching. Every almost every show that has some sort of a dramatic presence, right? Or correct, and in those if cases, it's, it's fake very cool. and for the story, it's okay to exploit it, right? If it's real, it's okay to exploit it now, but you're gonna not be then. making will be in prison, yeah. So, so all of his shows got canceled. Chuck Barris, interestingly enough, kind of secluded himself in his home at this point in time, uh, started writing a fake autobiography <laughs> about his life as a CIA assassin called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Whoa, that sounds familiar. That was then, 20 years later, turned into a movie directed by George Clooney starring uh, Sam Rockwell and Drew Barrymore and Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Pretty good. Pretty quality. Um, so that was what Chuck Barris did after ruining marriages. <laughs> he wrote... or uh, Or creating... Polyamorous marriages. Thrupples. Th- you call it thrumple? No, thrupple, like couple, but with oh, a thrupple. I thought that was some I thought you just made thrumple? up a term. Thrumple still skin. Dude, you know what I you know what I, dude, you know like what every guy wants to get into? A thrumple? A thrumple, dude. <laughs> it's too much work. Um <laughs> What happens is when you wake it up after many years of sleep, it you know, gives you a, a 
a tap dance? What happened with? I don't know. I don't. I don't know stories very well. Dude, the guy fell asleep for so long. Yeah, under a tree. Rumple, old Rumple still. A little Rumple still skin, and then. <laughs> yep. So that was how that went. So the show got canceled in 1984. They did some Valentine's Day special episodes back on ABC, but um, Bob Eubanks was busy. So they used this guy named Jim Lang for those episodes, Mm -hmm. but those served to uh, be very popular to relaunch the show in 1985 with Bob Eubanks back in the host chair, crushing it as per usual, but it was called the new newlywed game because obviously Chuck Ferris doesn't have anything to do with it when it's called the new newlywed game now. Completely different game. So we did that from 85 to um, 88. Halfway through the 88-89 season, he decided to step down. A comedian named Paul Rodriguez took over, and the show was canceled a couple months later because he's no Bob Eubanks. <laughs> Get out of here, sir. There was a 1996 revival hosted by a comedian named Gary Kroger. It changed a bunch of the rules, the way the game worked. I don't even want to get into it because it was dumb and stupid and I didn't like it. And it was about to get canceled after the first season until they fired him and brought Bob Eubanks back (laughs) and kept it going for another three or four seasons. So that was uh, its run in syndication. In 2009, the Game Show Network decided to bring it back from the dead. GSN. GSN brought it back in 2009, and it was hosted by Carney Wilson. That's a real name? Carney Wilson. You don't know Carney Wilson? I don't. From Wilson. I know Phillips. that when I go to the Texas State Fair, I you see a lot of Carney Wilson running show. around. I'll go to the different booths and say, "Hey, Carney, let me play your game," and then uh, they get very offended, and I usually get kicked out. All right. Well, so Carney Wilson, she uh, works she, at a, a she Texas was in, State Fair. She was in Wilson Phillips, the. Okay, now you're just saying sport things that make sports balls. No, Wilson Wilson Phillips. You know they they had that popular. Um, Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Oh, till then, baby, are you gonna let them hold you down and make you cry? Don't you know? Don't you know? Things will change. Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Did you? Get me to start a podcast with you so you could just debut your singing voice. My name is John Baker. I'm represented Unbelievable. by... Unbelievable. You know what? I'll debut mine too. What was this? What was the song? Hold On by Wilson Phillips. I had visions. I was in them. I was looking into the That's mirror. That's Flatpole Sitter by Harvey What's Danger. What's that? Carney Danger. <laughs> Carney Danger. <laughs> so Carney Wilson hosted it. There were a couple special episodes where Bob Eubanks came back, did some, did some little special hosting duties. Um, she left after a couple seasons. Sherry Shepard from The View took over for a few more seasons. This had the most like shameless. Um, the final question was called the eHarmony.com dimension <laughs> question. Dimension. And it was one of the ba- the question was based on one of the twenty nine dimensions from the eHarmony perfect matching algorithm mm-hmm. or whatever. So it was just a math question. It was an algorithm math question. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, I think you're thinking of logarithm. I wasn't. I was thinking of algorithm. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, so that was pretty shameless and annoying. There was a lot of product placement on it. I guess that's... So there's more than that. Was it like, like kitschy? It was everywhere? There were questions presented by like Home and Garden and 
magazine and okay. things like that. So there was definitely some product placement. But uh, like I said, Bob Eubanks, throughout the run of that, stepped in, did a, hosted a few special episodes and things like that, making him the only game show host in game show history to host the same game show in six different decades. Wow. So hats off. One trick. Bob. Pony. Well, no, I think he's great. What? I mean, the trick he does is is very good. It's a good trick. It's a great trick. Um, so this show, I mean, it was pretty much what it was throughout its whole run. It's it's an enjoyable show. It's it's entertaining. It, I felt like watching it. You know, everything was sexist back in the day. I think we've talked about this before. Everything mm-hmm. was sexist and racist and whatever. I mean, it still like it is, is now, but <laughs> it, it was worse then. Yeah. So. I, I remember thinking like, especially in the old, the sixties and seventies ones, like there were some hot women mm. with just some uggo husbands, mm-hmm. just some hideous husbands. And, and I, it's like, I felt like women were so low down the totem pole that they had to settle for just like some uggo dude because, Oh, he's got a job at the power plant. Yeah. So he, you and know, I he, can't he can vote. put dinner on the table. No, they could vote oh, at that okay. point in time. But I, I don't know. That's something that it's like, you know, um, you remember John F. Kennedy? No. Yeah, he was the president. Okay. And we killed him here, actually. You, you and I killed not him. Not us. Not <laughs> okay. us. Just as a general, as a Dallas, general Dallas population. People. Yeah. And he was like, supposedly this like stud. Mm-hmm. Mm, man, John F. Kennedy. I want to break me off a piece of that. That guy was. Plain as shit looking. Go look up a picture of John F. Kennedy. I will right He's now. got a face like a bowling ball. His two little beady eyes and his big nose are all just jammed wow, in dude. right next to each other on that big face. And then his mouth is way down there. Not impressed <laughs> by John F. Kennedy at all. What are you talking Very about? Very average good looking he guy. Looks. Average as hell. Okay, he's got a little bit of... I don't see a bowling ball like, face, but his listen, mouth seems to be quite a bit lower... Um, his, his mouth is way disconnected from his nose and chin, eyeballs, though. which are all bunched into each other. Yeah, great chin. His eyeballs do. Oh my god, yeah, they're all bunched. If you in cover there. his mouth. His eyeballs do look like he. They just don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, sure, good looking as far as presidents go. Like, it's yeah, the power though. Power would, plays into the. I, the allure of someone in that position. Yeah, of course. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's good looking as far like him compared to Woodrow Wilson. Sure. I'd get in bed with Johnny K, but not impressive to me. There were a lot of these, these guys that are just not impressive to me in general Sure, with some hot women that they are newly wed to. And I felt like, God, there was one episode I watched so the men were off. Uh, it's the second round. So the men were off stage, and the women were answering the questions. And they asked a question that was something along the lines of, um, "Recently, in the whoopee department, in the whoopee department, mm. would you say you're cutting down on his supply, or he's cutting down on your supply?" Yeah, I saw this question too. Really? Yes. Okay. So this woman answered. I would say I'm cutting down on his supply. And Bobby Banks was like, why, why would you say that? Why, why is that? And she was like, <laughs> and he was like, oh, just, just wondering if there's a reason. And she's like, uh, I, I can't say. 
And he was like, oh, what? Why can't you say? And she was like, I, yeah, I, no, there's, uh, I, 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 I just, I, I, I can't talk about it. And he's like, okay. And he moves on to the, to the next person, whatever. Sure. Next question comes around. And it was, um, if you could describe your love life with a technical television term, what would it be? Bad question. Very confusing question. And she says, action. And Bob says, okay. Does that have to do with uh, you, you cutting back? Or, and she, she's like, <laughs> and like looks around nervously. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what's, what's going on there? And she goes, <laughs> he'd kill me if I told you. And, and now we're like, and I was like, oh my God. Invested. I was terrified for her, and I was very, very glad when they ended up winning the show. Oh, my God. Because I don't know what would have happened to her, because that was the most uncomfortable situation yes. I could have possibly, possibly imagined. He'd kill me if I told you. It's like, holy... Somebody... He that, showed that, me the gun. Are the gun. police watching this episode He somewhere? showed me the gun. He put a post-it note with my name on the gun, like, oh so my... I know what... What he would get. So, for the answer, could I say trigger? Is that a television term? Yeah. And I, so, yeah, I, I, there was also there was a question on one episode I watched that was um, Would your husband say that you should spend less time shopping, nagging, or eating? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what a landmine that question is. And one of the fucking guys said eating. She didn't. Yeah. He was wrong. Yeah. That's the worst part. I realized that these questions were... They seemed innocuous at first, and then the questions like that would come in, and it was clear that they were trying to see some tension. Yeah, I mean, that... I'm throwing eating in there. You should stop eating. And just saying that on national TV. One of them, your wife of seven weeks was, has she ever posed nude for you or posed in the nude or has she ever posed anybody? No, it was posed in the nude. Okay. And two of the couples, the guy said no. And she was like, what are you talking about? Uh-oh. And he was like, I, no, I don't think so. Not for me. She was like, what do you think happened last night? And he was like, oh, yeah, she's right. <laughs> wow. So this dude. He's got a short memory. <laughs> yeah. Or it wasn't memorable. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> I just pressed a buzzer there. That was so hard for you to press. <laughs> it was so hard for me to reach. There's were, things in my way. I didn't actually press them. I don't know. I just thought. Uh, I want to press mine. I, I Say put something stupid. Two batteries in it. Um, uh, my name is John Baker. I'm trying out for the singing audition today on the podcast. Okay, sing some stuff. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Oh, tell them. Stop. Baby. Stop. When you walked in here, I looked at your face. And I wanted to press that button so bad. Then you opened your mouth and I just heard an angel queef 
on a pie. Oh my god, he, he he'd kill me if if he knew you said that. Who would kill you? Who? <laughs> Thank you, Nick Cannon. I'll see you tomorrow. You're hired. <laughs> wow, this went. <laughs> I wanted to press it. I wanted to. God, crushed it. So so yeah, that was that was the newlywed uh, game. It was new newlywed. It was the newlywed game. It was the new newlywed game. Mm-hmm. And then, then it was the a throuple game. Just back to being called the newlywed game oh, okay. again. Once we got Gary Kroger and Carney Wilson. Gary Kroger, who was a, an SNL cast member in the 80s. Memorable, right? Yeah. I definitely remember Gary Kroger. He started a grocery store afterwards. <laughs> but that's pretty much the newlywed game, the history of the newlywed game, how it works. I think Bob Eubanks is great. I think you are a newlywed. Correct. I know you're a newlywed. I was. I was there. I you watched were there. it. I, w- I was the witness. You were there, and you were there in the picture that we took with you and me and our friends we've known for a long time. And you decided to stand a healthy nine inches away from everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody else, even our two friends, everyone who were else is dead from coronavirus and brought masks now. with them, sucked it up. Potentially contracted COVID and looked good in my picture. And you decided. I don't, talk survive. About I don't know. Survive in advance. But uh, how's that? How's the how's the newlywed life been treating you? It's good. Um, we. Nothing's changed. Do you think it's going to last? The marriage? Yeah. It's a toss up. Eh? Aren't they all? Here's what we do. Every morning we get up and we call either heads or tails and we flip a coin. And if it lands on what we've called, keep getting, we keep staying married. So you, you've gotten the correct call every day for 90 consecutive 90 days. days now? Yep. That's impressive. Statist- I mean, statistically, we could get it correct for the next, you know, 1,200 days. I mean, statistically, But all it could. takes is one, and then the down, you know, it roll, starts rolling down the hill. Because now, you know, math has got to correct so for these 1200 in a row. Right. And but, just quick before we move on, because that's a quick little segment for me. I want to read about algorithms to you. Okay. An algorithm in mathematics is a procedure, a description of a set of steps that can be used to solve a mathematical computation. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, it is. So a you can take that logarithm thing. comment. Okay. okay. Uh, and you can go and. And that. That was for your. Do I still that get was a, that was retroactive for your past comment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm very sorry. For apology accepted. Let's move on. The algorithm comment. Yeah. Newlywed. Newly being newlywed is great. She, I come home. I work from home, so I have plenty of time. I do my chores. I do the laundry on Monday and Tuesday. Wow. She comes home happy. It takes you two laundry. days to do the laundry. How much laundry do you have? I wear I wear a different shirt every couple hours. That's true. You sweat I a sweat profusely uh, from downstairs and upstairs. And we, I do my chores. She comes home. She has nice folded clothes. I am great at folding clothes because I worked at American Eagle when I was sixteen through seventeen. Okay, and <laughs> so I learned how to fold clothes. I'm really good at it. Okay. She comes home. She cooks a delicious meal. She loves changing things up. She's doing her stuff. I'm doing my stuff. We switch sometimes. I'm helping her cook. She does not help me fold because I will not let her fold the clothes. I know how to do it best. And if she touches it, 
Well, she would tell you that I would kill her. Wow. In a very mumbly, so may, you quiet, think that's why that couple way. wasn't having sex because she touched his folded laundry. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I bet. So it's fine, and you can't really. It kind of sucks. We had a, a nice honeymoon plan. We didn't get to do that, but because you didn't think it was going to last. Yes, correct. Yeah, no, we had it. We were like, this probably isn't going to work. Right. Let's not waste money going to Hawaii, being basically almost broken up. Right. Statistically, I mean, half the time it is going to fail. Right. Is that is that accurate nowadays still? Isn't that from like the 80s? No, I think it it's kind of accurate. I think 90s. the problem is it includes every marriage. So like if you're Elizabeth Taylor or something mm-hmm. or Larry King mm-hmm. and you get married and divorced seven times, <laughs> it's counting all of those. Whereas like if I stay married for my whole life, I only count as one successful marriage. But that person counts as seven okay. divorces. Yeah, I can see how that would be skewed for sure. So it's a little skewed that way. So, I mean, best of luck. You've got a 55% Thank you. chance. So, and, to, and to you as well. Oh, it's already over. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. Um, so we are going to now enter. We've segued into the lightning round. It's a lightning round. We have sent your wife into the other room. She's not here. Oh, wait. No, I sent you into the other room. I'm here. Or I texted her some questions. Okay, that makes that makes sense. And I got her responses. And I'm not going to ask I'm you. I'm very nervous for this. And I'm now going to ask you those questions. And depending on how you do, <laughs> it determines whether you get to continue to be married or not. Well, what? what okay, so what are the, what's the threshold? All right, what there's five have? questions. Okay. If you get all five three? right. <laughs> okay. You can stay married. If you get four right, mm-hmm. you have to keep doing the coin flip thing okay. every day. And three? And three, it's over. It's ne- This was never going to work. If I get more than half right, it's I have to get divorced? Oh, didn't you ever get like a 58 on something in school? You failed. That's more than half right. I got a talking to, and then they helped me. They let me do extra credit and bump it up. That's because you're so sexy. Oh like God. John F. Kennedy. Did you just call me a bowling ball face? Bowling ball face. Ass. So here are the questions. Question number one. My heart is pounding. Your spouse asks you to get fast food for dinner. Where do you stop? And remember, this is where, where she for thinks her. you would stop. If she asked Wait. you to get fast food, where she thinks you would stop. Okay. Just explain it one more time. I'm... This okay. part always kind of freaked me out yeah, on the show. Okay, so your spouse asks you to get fast food for dinner. Okay, so she says, hey, get fast food for us. Right, so where do you stop? And this is her answer what to she where thinks she thinks gonna... you would say. Oh my God. What she thinks you would say at this question. This is hard because I talk about a fast food place a lot, but we don't eat there a lot. I want to say Whataburger. She said McDonald's. Nah, that's the right answer. Well, then you should have said it. <sighs> okay, so if your wife could travel anywhere in the world, where would you say that she would go? Anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world. Where would you say that she would go? I would say Hawaii. Hawaii is the correct answer. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. What so what? at best right now, I have to flip a coin every 
every morning to see if we're going to continue the yeah, marriage. Yeah, status quo. What's wrong with that? <laughs> what was your worst date? Your worst date. Worst date. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to go first date. No. She said, about eight months into dating, we went to Revolver Taco. We'd gotten in a fight and <laughs> things were tense. And when he went to the bathroom, a couple near us asked me if I was on a bad first date. Yes. So in that sense, kind of a first date because other strangers right. thought that you were so incompatible that this was yeah. a bad first date. That's right. Let me tell you why I said first date, though. I said first date because... I didn't walk her to her car at the end. It was good. The conversation was good. There was a little bit, there was chemistry there, but I didn't know I was lactose intolerant at this time. We went to Pie Tap, which is a pizza place. Okay. After having a really nice dinner and talk, I, I shit myself. I hope Sweet Cheeks crack marketing team is listening because Sweet Cheeks, here's a new commercial for Sweet you. Sweet Cheeks. Pie Tap means a new toilet seat. Also toilet. So I'm in the bathroom and first date, right? right? I'm trying to do this as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the consistency, which is of water, wow. is making okay. that. It's a family show. And then I didn't walk her to her car. So she's like, okay, well, I mean, this, this, that was it. That we're not going to be dating again. Right. You know, this guy. Because your dick. Was, yeah, weird at the end. Okay. Well, yep. So, okay. So you've gotten one right, two wrong so Correct. far. Who won your last argument? Her. She said, neither of us. We just let it die. That's not fair. That is not a fair answer. Take it up with her. Since okay. your marriage is obviously in the dumps right now. Yeah. I, I, now I know what it, I always I felt so bad. For the couple, and I judged them so hard, the ones that didn't do well. And, right. and they I were like, God, why would you like... say that? Now, yeah. you're, now you're in those shoes. Yeah. Final question. <clears throat> double points. On what day of the week did you first make Whoopi? She knew this? You remembered this? I don't know. She gave an answer. And then she said it was the most memorable night of her life, and she <laughs> thinks about it every day. And she has a calendar with a heart drawn around that yeah. date. I'm going to say Sunday. She said Friday because she is a good Christian woman and she wouldn't do that sort of stuff on the Lord's Day. That was her full answer. That she was said all of those that words. That was implied. She okay. said Friday for sure, though. Okay. All right. So you got one out of five, correct? Yeah. You guys have got a lot to learn about each other still. <laughs> maybe that's the key to being a newlywed. Yeah. When maybe one day you There's can... There's so much room for improvement. You can be a goldie wed, which actually was a feature that they brought into the Game Show Network version for a period of time okay. where the winners of the show would go up against a Goldiewed in a bonus round, and the Goldieweds were still married couples from, like, the original version of the game show. Nice. And they had to go into a head-to-head -head newlywed game style of battle to get an additional prize. Okay. So maybe when you're a Goldiewed, you'll remember that 
beautiful Maybe. Friday night where you guys were. She does not remember along. that it was Friday. There's you no guys, way. Oh, you guys went out for a nice walk. It was there was a cool autumn breeze in the air. How did you know that? Did she tell you like descriptively what happened that full night? I was there. You were there. Hey man, I love you. I, oh my I, gosh. I was just looking out for you. So that was our lightning round. You have failed miserably at it. And I'm sorry about that. Hey, and I mean this when I say this. Fuck you. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Thank you. So, Newlywed Game, what is your review of it? How would you make the Newlywed Game better? I like this. I'm ready for this section. Um, I have make it better, question mark? Yeah, I have four different points to make it better. Okay. For every wrong answer, the incorrect guesser gets slapped in the face. That sometimes happened naturally. I want to see physical harm. Uh, I think painful punishments should escalate each time. Okay. And I think it could, should get to a point where there's BDSM bondage. Okay. Next point. Yep. Score of zero must get divorced. Fair. You have to get divorced. I want a host that kind of counters the happy couples. So, for instance, I want a host that is maybe had just been divorced. So we've got these. He's really bitter. These fun, buzzy, you know, newlyweds, young or old, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, on the chairs and they're excited. Maybe there's a little bit back and forth. But I want to see a sad man look at all of this hope across from him and just. I want to see him break down every single episode. He's got a big I want bottle to see of this. scotch at the post stand. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him j- smile when they get in their little on-screen tiffs back and forth. I want to see him be like, yeah. And so Killer. it begins. <laughs> um, I also want to see a newly divorced game. I want to see couples that have to guess what the previous spouse hates most about each other. And if they get all of them wrong, they have to get married. <laughs> they have to get married again because <laughs> they don't know what they hate about each other. So they must be perfect. Correct. Together. Okay. And I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to create this in the Chuck Barris extended cinematic universe, mm-hmm. then you could just take the couples that were just on threes a crowd. Yeah. Who are obviously getting divorced. Yes. And roll them right back into the newly divorced game. I love it. They're on the newlywed game, then they're on Three's a Crowd, then they're on the newly divorced game. It's just this cycle that everybody... It's, it's um, synergy. Mm-hmm. I've uh, heard that word as well. Congrats. Thanks, man. So those are those are my my um, make it better. Some were goofy, but I think that would... Some would make it better. No, I mean, I think, you know, the divorce option, uh, the zero points you get divorced, I think is great. I think... That should be a part of every religious ceremony or what have you. It should be part of the vows. Yeah. If you don't know it, I mean, listen, you're an idiot and you got one question right here. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty hard. You did horribly and tough. you still got one. So tough. you would still be allowed to stay married according to these rules. So good. you're good there. And, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think mixing it up a little with, with the host that's, that's just bitter and hates love. <laughs> yeah. That could be fun. I love Bob Eubanks, though. He, he did a great job. Like I said, he's synonymous with the show. He was phenomenal host. But, uh, yeah, instead of going to Paul Rodriguez or whatever, mm-hmm. 
Maybe they should have gone a different angle. Yeah. I like it. What are yours? I just had the divorce one. I was, except I was going to say every couple that loses has to get divorced. Yeah. Only the, instead of getting. Oh, in, only one couple yeah, gets to stay married. Instead of like getting a KitchenAid mixer at the end, your prize is you're still married. Okay. That's a good prize. All the other couples have to get divorced. So hopefully their wedding wasn't too expensive. <laughs> oh, that would be a bummer. Because yeah, weddings are known for being super cheap. Yeah. I mean, in the 60s, were they like extravagant and expensive too? Do you I don't think? know. Was that a trend yet? I don't know. Pinterest didn't exist, so. I feel like Pinterest didn't make weddings super expensive. Oh. They were like fueled it. They accelerated it. Maybe they just, the fire was already burning. They just poured a little lighter fluid on it. Yeah. And you know that song. Someday somebody's going to make I had visions. I was in them. Fire. I was. <laughs> we should do a mashup of Wilson Phillips and Harvey Danger. <laughs> Obviously, those two songs go together. So that is the newlywed game. But before we go, we have some interesting updates. So we recently did an episode on the children's game show Double Dare. Mark Summers, the the Mark Mark Summers, Summers, the real Mark Summers on Instagram discovered a clip that we had posted of that show mm-hmm. because you tagged him specifically. He, I don't he know how he, he just, he just naturally organically, has four posts. he organically stumbled upon it <laughs> and he commented and he didn't seem to be a big fan of us. He said, he said, and I quote, you guys don't get it. Mm-hmm. Now I understand that this upset you a little bit. Yes. And you've been taking this hard because he was kind of an idol, a role model, a father figure to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only dad you've ever really had. Was. The key word in that right. sentence was, was. So you recognize your real dad again now. Yes. Wow. Yes. So you have something to say to Mark. I do. And this is going to be directly at him. Which camera do I look at? The only one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mark with a C. I challenge you to an adult style three part double dare physical challenge. If you accept, these are the physical challenge we will perform. First, laundry shirt folding. We each have to fold five t shirts as slime oozes down onto us, all while a fan is blowing feathers onto our bodies home alone style. Once all shirts have been folded, we grab the first flag. The obstacle is called the har hard and feathered. Next, we will both have microphones attached to our faces pointed directly at our mouths. We must sit down and stand up three separate times without making a single grunt, groan, or grimace. For each grunt, groan, and grimace, we will get slimed, and three seconds will be added to our completion time. Then we grab our second flag. This obstacle is called the show don't tell. And finally, the last obstacle will be the similarly named from the original Double Dare, Sewer Shoot. But with a twist, we will be lowered into an actual sewer. The manhole will be covered and we must wade through actual sewage. Find the next closest manhole opening, climb out, Grab the last flag, and the person with the best time wins the grand prize. 
an all-new Mad Magazine skateboard. And that's all I have to say about that. Wow, that's, that was... From Balls in your court. Flags in your court. Flags in your obstacle court. Flags in your slopstacle court. Now, Mark. Right. So you didn't prepare that part. I have that all written down right here. <laughs> okay. I like how you now quite clearly made sure to work in earlier in the episode your clothes That was organic. Skills. That was not organic. Yes, it you was. You had a prepared statement about It was organic. It was in the back of my head. I didn't think I got to work in folding because that was, that was an honest... I like folding clothes and you can't do anything about it and Mark can't do anything about it. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Mark, I'm very sorry that you were disappointed in us. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry that you obviously were deprived of the trip to space camp that you always wanted and the bitterness that grew inside of you from seeing child after child after child win a trip to space camp mm -hmm. um, hurt you. It, it ate you up from the inside. I, I understand that. I can relate. And I just want you to know that I would dominate any of those kids at any of those physical challenges. I would dominate them at any trivia competition. They're idiots. They're slow. They're stupid. I would destroy them, okay? So I don't know what your problem is. I would take those kids down. And that's just the facts, man. So if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, just reach out to us at comeondownshow at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or if you'd like to participate in the Jonathan Motney this is show, a real challenge. showdown physical challenge. Was there Adult a name for style three-part double dare physical challenge? Adult style three-part double dare physical challenge. We are talking to several networks and some pay-per-view providers at the moment mm -hmm. to get this on the air. And so, I mean, unless you're too chicken... Unless you're too hard, hard and feathered, then we'll see you soon, Mark. Until next time, visit us on Instagram at, at come on down show, where you can interact with Mark Summers, potentially. Yeah, potentially. You know I'm tagging Bob Eubanks in this episode. <laughs> um, and once again, the sp can we shout out the sponsor www.sweetcheeks.com slash come on down show and if that takes you to anything inappropriate that's not our responsibility just to be clear no, i'm imagining like a big hershey's chocolate butt that you just bite into no i mean it's a monthly toilet seat subscription, subscription service, service. Yeah. <laughs> okay. thank you i struggled to remember Got what it. product they were because they were fresh on my mind um so yeah thanks for listening and like, subscribe, review, check us out on YouTube if you're not watching this on YouTube and you want to watch us talk instead of just listen. You can yeah. do that too. And we will talk to you guys next week. Flags in your court, Mark. <laughs>